Hello, and welcome to another edition of Yale Health Guests. I'm Mike Goulet, Manager of Allied Health at Yale Health and your host. Joining me today is Lisa Kimmel, Yale Health's Director of Wellness and Health Education. Welcome, Lisa. Hi, Mike. Lisa, why is sleep important to us? Well, many of us often think of sleep as a luxury, like one thing that we can forsake on our to-do list because we've got so much else to do or that badge of honor for pulling an all-nighter. But honestly, I really like to think of sleep as a superpower. Along with a balanced diet and exercise, of course, sleep is really essential for our well-being. It doesn't even matter our stage of life. Now, what ha- you mentioned we, we really need it as a superpower. What happens when we don't get enough? Well, uh, other than the obvious of just being flat, tired, <laughs> sleep really, uh, not getting enough sleep really can lead to some chronic diseases, believe it or not. It can increase your risk of heart disease, diabetes, even obesity. It can weaken your immune system contribute to poor mental health, impair your attention, concentration, problem-solving abilities. It actually can also contribute to your safety, like car machine-related accidents. So really nothing on that list that, uh, that is that positive. So getting enough sleep has many other benefits. So to, to achieve all those benefits from those terrible things you described, how much sleep does one need? So you've probably heard you need at least seven hours of sleep, and there is some truth to that. The National Sleep Foundation does recommend that adults 18 and older get somewhere in that ballpark of about seven, eight, or nine hours of sleep. But it does depend on your on the stage of life. So if you've been around a newborn, let's say, those you know, couple months old and they're sleeping all day, well, they should be because they do need about 14 to 17 hours of sleep a day. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> and for infants up to that four to, four to their first year of life, four months of that first year of life, somewhere in the ballpark of 12 to 15 hours. Toddlers up until age two, somewhere around 11 to 14 hours. Preschoolers before they get to kindergarten need about 10 to 13 hours, believe it or not. And then school-aged kids, six to 13 roughly 9 to 11 hours. And if you're yelling at your teenager to get out of bed, you may want to rethink that because teens, that 13 to 17-year-old range, really need about 8 to 10 hours of sleep a day. And and to carry it to the next level, what about more mature individuals? How much do we need? So if you're getting somewhere in that ballpark of at least 7 hours a day, that that's a good, that, that's a good amount to be considering. And there's some really cool online bedtime calculators, because if you're saying, well, there is no way, I can't stay in bed much later, it may be adjusting the time you go to sleep. And some of these online bed calculators, one from the sleepeducation.org website is really great. You can enter in your age and the time you want to wake up, and it'll tell you what time you should go to bed. Even a lot of smartphones these days even have a bedtime feature. So check them out. Now, what are some tips for getting a better night's sleep? To get a better night's sleep... It really can be some simple things that you want to think about. The first and foremost is routine. You know, keeping a consistent sleep schedule, getting up at the same time every day. Believe it or not, even on weekends and vacations, you can't make up for the hours you didn't get over the weekend. It doesn't work that way. You really want to try to be consistent and set a bedtime that is early enough for you to get to at least those seven hours of sleep that I talked about. Also establish a bedtime routine. Maybe it's taking a warm bath or reading a book that's not too uh, arousing. I wouldn't be reading uh, murder mysteries at this time. 
And, and if you think about it, this is maybe why lots of parents bathe their kids and read to them before they go to sleep. Now, there may be something to that because those kinds of routines can be very helpful for the overall routine aspect of, of getting a better night's rest. And then, of course, there's the bedroom. You know, you don't, you want to think of Goldilocks, not too hot, not too cold, you know, just right. Uh, using your bed only to sleep and for sex, so kind of enough said on that, on that level. Limiting your exposure to bright lights. So some people may use some darkening shades, but when I think of bright lights, I think about phones and tablets and that light that, that we are emitting. I'd really encourage you to think about charging your phone somewhere else, not on your nightstand, not checking your work email or Twitter feeds as you're getting ready to go to bed. Really limit that screen time. Get, you know, get it out of the room. And if you say, well, I use it to wake up and that's my alarm clock. Well, that's all well and good, but set it away so that that light, you're not seeing that light. And if you're using the good old fashioned alarm clocks, which, which I do, might even consider turning it away from you so that you're not looking at the time. Because if you're unable to fall asleep and you're tossing and turning and stressing that you're not able to go to sleep is actually going to make it worse to get to sleep. If you're in that situation, it's been like 15 to 20 minutes, you're not falling asleep, you're very restless, maybe get out of bed, read a book, and then try again. Then there's also some lifestyle things to think about. Not eating a heavy, especially spicy meal before you go to lay down. Maybe have, if you're hungry before you go to sleep, have a very light snack. Maintaining a healthy diet and getting plenty of exercise is certainly important, but for some people, exercising too late and close to the bedtime can cause a problem. A couple of other things to think about, too. Don't consume caffeine later in the day. Uh, avoid having alcohol before bedtime. Even watching your overall fluid intake and maybe not drinking large volumes of fluid before you go to bed for obvious reasons. And certainly if you smoke, reduce or better yet, think about quitting because smoking can actually impact your sleep patterns as well. Lisa, thank you for this valuable and important information. Thanks for having me and have a good night's rest.